Hi, it's Cree Mitchell again, and I'm here to talk about faith in the midst of the pandemic. This is part two. Uh, we were looking at the 23rd Psalms as well as other scriptures on faith, and I just want to encourage you to stand firm, be encouraged wherever you are. We're going to get through this, and God is bringing us out with more revelation, more knowledge, and more power. I know there have been a lot of people who have lost loved ones in the midst of this pandemic. I've lost um, friends that I knew, as well as a loved one who's battling it now, and they've put her on hospice, so a relative of my grandmother's. And um, it's an adventure. I'll have to say it is an adventure and my heart goes out prayers to everyone um, I've lost an aunt this year wasn't I'm not sure whether it was the coronavirus she was in a nursing home so it could have easily been but we didn't get the details she passed away and and so uh, I do understand about loss but I want to encourage you that God is faithful no matter what. So please, please, don't run from him. Always run to him. No matter what it is, no matter what you've done. But when we look at the uh, 23rd Psalm, like I said, every morning my mother and I quote it as our go-to scripture. The Lord gave it to me January 1, I believe. He gave me three scriptures. 23rd Psalms, the 25th Psalms and the 27 Psalms. And as much as I can, I try to read that at least five times a day, all, all three of them. I mean, five times a week. I try to read all three of them. And the 23rd Psalms is something that my mother and I quote, as well as Psalms 118, I think it's verse 17 and 18. And then the 91st Psalms, we quote that the last one, long life will I satisfy you and show you myself. So I want to encourage you, and that's what our faith and our focus is on, is on God being our provider. God is our light. He is our strength. He is our source. And I've seen him do incredible things and favor in areas that I'm amazed at this year because of his grace. And so I thank him for it. But um, when we're talking about faith, the Bible says, Hebrews 11 and 1, without faith. It is impossible to please God. I'm talking about, I'm sorry. He was 11 and 1 said that now faith is the substance of things hoped for and the evidence of things not seen. And then I believe it's 11 and 6 says without faith, it's impossible to please God because any person who comes to God must first, one, believe that God is, and two, believe that he is a rewarder of those that diligently, persistently seek him. I can't define your diligence on the seeking of him. That's between you and him, but God honors our faith. He doesn't honor our money, our color of our skin, our last name, whose family we were born in, none of that. He honors faith. There are people who have no money, who are poor, who are homeless, that have gotten miracles because God has honored their faith. And people who have been wealthy, who have not gotten miracles because they were not in faith. God works and moves by faith. Now, say Mark 11 and 23, Jesus said, 
Therefore I say unto you, what things soever ye desire when you pray, believe that you receive them and you shall have them. Sorry for saying Mark eleven twenty four. So he said, therefore I say unto you, whatsoever things you desire when you pray, this is the King James Version, believe that you receive them and you shall have them. So he's letting us know that when we come to God, if we believe that he is, then he's a warder of us that diligently seek him, according to Hebrews 11 and 6, that when we come to him with what our desire is, we can believe and we can stand in faith, knowing that he will give us our heart's desire, what we prayed for. Second Corinthians, Second Corinthians 5 and 7 says, For we walk by faith and not by sight. Because anything you see can change in an instant. And it may appear to be one way. That's what I love about Psalms, 23rd Psalms, where it says, Yea, do I walk through the valley of the shadow of death? It's a shadow. And if anyone knows that you can take a small thing in a dark room, shine a light on it, the shadow looks so much bigger than what it is. So it's a shadow. It's a doesn't mean that that's really what it is, that that's the size that it is, or that's the strength that it is. So we have to continue to walk by faith and not by what we see, not by what we hear. James 1 and 6 says, But let him that ask in faith, nothing wavering, for he that wavereth is like a wave of the sea, driven by the wind and tossed. So when you go to God and you're asking, don't go doubting. It doesn't matter how you feel. A lot of people say, and I used to think too, well, I don't, you know, I don't. I'm going to confess by faith the word of God over and over and over again. Faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. So the more that we confess the word, say it over and over again, meditate on it, the body will come in line with what the mouth is saying, the words they're hearing. So continue by faith to believe. And you're going to hear more strange things in the world to come. In the days to come, do not let that shake your faith. Stand on the word of God. God is faithful. You can't put your trust in man, but you can't put your trust in God. James 1 and 3 says that we need to know that the trying of our faith book is patience. And verse 4 says, and patience, when it is full, when it is ripe, will present a harvest. So we have to let our faith be tried. Hold on to no matter what. This is what the word of God says I'm going to do. I have had relatives call me because they travel all over everywhere. And this one is open. One of my mom's sisters, and she's adamant about, you know, my mother and her another sister who don't do the travel because of the virus, that they're not in faith. You know, if you had faith in And I told her, you have your faith your way, we'll have ours. We have faith to believe that we can social distance, do what we need to do, and we're fine. And God has blessed us that way. And so has the other age. If you believe that you can travel, you do that. We're not going to condemn your faith. Don't condemn ours. We're going to have faith where we have faith. And you have faith where you have faith. Kenneth Hagen Sr., I heard him once tell about his wife, and he was she was sick, and he was believing that she wasn't going to have to have surgery, and people were praying for her, and she went in anyway to the hospital, and he got really upset, and, and not in faith, and, and God said, you got to meet her where her faith is. Ask her, what does she believe? 
And she said, I believe if I have this surgery, I'm going to come out and I'm going to be fine. That's what I believe. And God led him to connect his faith with what she believes. And for him to have faith where he has it on his circumstances, for her to have it where she needs to have it. So that's what I'm telling you. Don't let people condemn you where your faith is. We all have faith. It has to grow. Sometimes it grows in more areas stronger than others. But you have faith in what you have faith in. I'm going to have faith in what I have faith in. And we're going to be victorious in that. And First John 5 and 4 says, For whatsoever is born of God overcometh the world. And this is the victory that overcometh the world, even our faith. You have faith. You have victory in whatever circumstance you're facing. And it may not always come out the way you want to. Because we can't take our faith and make other people believe what we believe. And we can believe for them so far. I'm reminded of the parable of the, um, the four men who took their friend to see Jesus. And they took the roof off the building and lowered him down so that he could be touched by Jesus and healed. And that's in... St. Mark chapter two, and it, it talks about how that they, the crowd was so big, they couldn't get him through and he was on a, a mat. So they took the roof off, lowered him down and they left. They had faith to believe if I get him there, Jesus is going to heal him. Once they got him there, his faith had to kick in for the healing. Jesus spoke to him saw their faith, touched him, the man was healed. So that's where we have to be. We have to be willing to take people as far as we can take them, to do whatever it is that we're believing God for them to do, to receive from him. But you can only take them so far. First of all, when you read it in St. Uh, Mark chapter 2 was a paralyzed man. Jesus told him that, first of all, Jesus told him his sins were forgiven. And of course, the teachers of the law got upset with us. They said, you're saying the sins are forgiven, you're acting like God. And he said, this is to let you know that the Son of Man has the power to forgive sins. And then uh, Jesus told the man, he didn't touch him, but he told the man, to get up, take up his mat and walk. The man got up and walked. The circumstances, but why Jesus told the man his sins were forgiven. Before he told him to take up his bed and walk and for him to be healed. That's between the man and Jesus. And that's what the Pharisees and the scribes needed to understand. It didn't have anything to do with them. Whatever was going on was between God and the man. And Jesus spoke to the main thing that was hindering the man, keeping getting his healing, forgiveness of his sins. His sins had been forgiven. Then he told him, well, I take up your bed and walk. And the man got up and walked, received his healing. So I want to encourage you today, whatever you're going through in life, God is with you, but that's between you and Jesus. Don't let people define you. Don't let people tell you who you are. Only God can tell you who you are. And you can tell you who you are. 
So I need you to continue to walk by faith. Make your daily confessions. Find the scriptures that fit you and what you're going through. And let that be your focus. And I just want to encourage you again, 1 John 5 and 4, whosoever is born of God. And if you've accepted Jesus as your Lord and Savior, you were born of God, you've overcome the world. And this is the victory that overcomes the world, your faith. If you haven't accepted him as your personal Savior, say this with me right now. Lord Jesus, forgive me of my sins. Father God, I repent of every evil thing I've thought, said, and done. I accept the blood of Jesus and his sacrifice and Jesus as my Lord and Savior. Cleanse me now. Fill me with your Holy Spirit. I thank you for the newness of life and I receive it in Jesus' name. Now you're a new creature and now you can walk in faith knowing you have overcome the world. I want to encourage you again, if you have time, on Sundays at six o'clock, wherever you are, stop, take a moment, look up to heaven. Thank God for his blessings. Thank God for his mercy, his grace, for all that he's done. If you need to pray, pray. Worship him, praise him, join us at all faiths. Even if you don't have a faith, join us. Look up to the creator of the universe and say thank you. Because we're about to see a mighty move and a revival cleansing like we have never seen before and a great move of God in the earth, on every continent, in the world, in the United States, in my state, in my city, by his grace. And I'm so thankful. This is Cree Mitchell saying, I love you. God bless you. Be blessed and tune in again.